Patriots, assemble! We don't mess around. We don't waste time. Over here at his hard line. Let's go! from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Welcome to the show. Let's get started. <laughs> Talk about hitting the wrong button right there. That's a fail button right there. <laughs> well, welcome to His Heart Line. Greetings and good day to all you ladies and gentlemen. Talk about a failure right out of the gate, man. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I am Jason, your co-host with our sovereign Lord and Savior Christ Jesus at our side because he is the host with the most and the most high. He is in charge. He's in the captain's chair. He's at the helm and behind the wheel, and therefore he is steering this great ship through these crazy rough waters that we call life. So welcome to His Hard Line. Today is Monday, September 18th, 2023, and you are listening to episode 605, Where's the Breaking Point? And we'll be doing a reading out of Job chapter 4. And I want to clarify that I am not a doctor, holistic health expert, financial advisor, pastor, priest, deacon, biblical scholar, or bar lawyer, and I do not possess any titles of nobility or offer legal advice, and I do not have a political degree or have had any involvement with any unconstitutional three-letter corrupt agencies like the CIA or FBI. And while I am a member of the MGJA and advocate for your participation in your local general general assemblies, I am not the official face or voice of the national state or county assembly. Furthermore, I want to emphasize that I have no affiliation with other groups who try to mimic the lawful assembly, such as the American States Assembly, National Liberty Life Force Beacon 37, Russo, and those scumbags over there at Tactical Civics or any other organization outside the Michigan model. I've never participated in any fraudulent status correcting associated with AVR, Bobby Lawrence and David Strait and company, because let's face it, you might get five years in jail in Texas like Bobby, <laughs> like, uh, like David Strait's wife. And furthermore, I do not endorse or advocate for violence. And additionally, I am not a part of any cult or a Freemason on any level. And please note that the opinions, thoughts, and statements expressed on this platform are solely my own unless otherwise referenced. So there you go. All right. So how's everybody doing today? Everybody doing all right? I'm going to let this beat run out a little bit. kind of like it. I know you guys are bobbing your head. All right, enough of that nonsense. Okay, so for starters, I kind of want to start off with a uh, with a an Antarctica whistleblower video that I found. I forgot how I found it, but I found it on Telegram. And uh, excuse me, no, I stand corrected. I did not find it on Telegram. My wife actually uh, forwarded to me. It was actually a TikTok video, and I know, like I said, look, we got to take everything that we see on the internet. Uh, for, you know, with a grain of salt, right? Because again, we, we don't know other than, you know, what that man or woman is telling us on the other side of the screen, right? That we can't really interview ourselves. So we don't really have firsthand knowledge, but this is pretty interesting. Um, I am curious to see what you guys think about this. So give this a quick listen to here. 
I physically held a key that opened every single door in the facility. I had complete access to every compartment they manufactured. What are you blowing the whistle on? That there are technologies at the South Pole Station that people can't even consider that exist on this planet. Directed energy weapon systems is something that people need to get into their vocabulary fast. The Ice Cube Neutrino Detector is not simply a passive listening device as presented for the science that they're claiming it to do. It also has the capacity to transmit. There are embedded in the ice what are called digital optical modules, DOMs. They're about the size of a basketball. The array embedded in the ice is one kilometer. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. Um, I'm trying to figure out what this guy's name is. Um, let me see here. I'm trying to see. So this was from a show called, uh, oh, hold on. I clicked the wrong button. It was from a show called uh, The Sean Ryan Show. And uh, he was interviewing somebody that apparently worked down there in the south pole station there um so again that was that that snippet was from the uh the sean ryan show so maybe try to you know figure that out but uh, like i said my wife sent that to me i thought that was pretty interesting i thought that was very very interesting so i, I just thought it was worth you know maybe playing for a quick minute so again back to the title where's the breaking point i don't really have a whole lot today as far as um you know, really relevant stuff when it comes to um, important stuff like the assembly or, you know, educational stuff. And as you know, I'm doing the Magna Carta reading about 10 to 15 minute recording after the show. Uh, not it, it's not public, but it will be a recording because, again, I'm going to continue doing that until we reach uh, the end of the Magna Carta. But again, I'm trying to keep this show limited to about roughly an hour. And lately I've been doing a terrible job. It's been going over and I need to watch that. Um, but I, I just kind of want to just go over, you know, quite a few talking points that are going on out there. A lot of stuff going on in the news. And again, it kind of brings me right to that title of, uh, you know, where's the breaking point, right? I almost actually titled this show, um, a debased nation. And then I was kind of hemming and hawing between, um, uh, where did we go wrong? But, you know, I, I was going through a lot of articles and I know we don't need to be putting a whole lot of stock in the articles and the news cycle. Um, again, we got to take everything we see and hear for a grain of salt because we don't really know what the heck is going on. But based off what I was reading today, oh, my Lord, I just I'm just kind of beside myself at what is going on out there in the world i mean really so okay we'll just start here for example so there was an article from the gateway pundit which uh discussed the changing symptoms uh or the changing symptoms of covid 19 uh apparently making it increasingly more challenging for doctors to differentiate between covid 19 allergies and the common cold are you serious folks you can't make this stuff up that's an article they're saying that doctors can't differentiate between the common cold, COVID, and uh, and allergies, but yet we're but yet we're ramping up for COVID season, right? Oh boy, watch out for the 80th, you know, variant. You know, so what the article went on to saying was previously symptoms like loss of taste or smell or a dry cough were distinctive signs of COVID-19. However, the man-made Ukraine-derived virus has evolved, and now symptoms such as congestion, sneezing and a mild sore throat are more common. Now, as a result, doctors are uh, sadly relying on testing, and we don't know what kind of testing, but they're, you know, in order to confirm if it's a COVID-19 case, right? The fake virus that they all made. And all these symptoms can easily be mistaken for other illnesses. The article goes on to highlight the importance of accurate testing <laughs> That's rich, right? Accurate testing. What does that even look like? In the ongoing battle between the virus um, or against the virus, apparently continuous testing will make it easier for doctors in the medical profession, right? Really? I don't think so. Because let's, I'm just going to say it for what it is. I call bullcrap on this. I call absolute bullcrap. Why? Because the whole scamdemic was a bunch of BS, number one. I mean, we all can agree on that. And the COVID virus was never even isolated. So there's really no real specimen to cross-reference to make sure that what people have and what they're infected with is <clears throat> really what they're infected with. I mean, again, it was all manufactured. This whole thing was just one big money grab for the hospitals and big pharma, and they all deserve to hang. Hold on a second, guys. 
when I see a text come through from my boss, I have to get a look at it real quick. Hold on. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. <clears throat> Hold on. Okay. All right. Uh, nothing urgent. Just wanted to make sure. Um, sorry. Like I said, uh, this is rare that I'll ever let a text message other than my wife. Um, when my boss texts, I got to make sure I look at this, make sure it's all good. Okay. All right. Very good. All right. We're good now. <clears throat> sorry for that little minor disruption there, but I had to make sure that there was nothing uh, urgent there. Okay. Now, another story that I was reading, this is sick. I tell you. Um, the Cathedral of Hope in Dallas, Texas, uh, known for being a massive LGBTQ friendly church, yeah, uh, recently pulled quite a stunt. They held what they called a Drag Sunday uh, service to honor, you know, a group called the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. What the heck is that? The Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. So apparently these sisters are known for, oh, how should I say it? Their antics, right? Basically mocking uh, the Catholic Church in a blasphemous way. Um, and really unsurprisingly, you know, this move has stirred up, obviously, the hornet's nest of controversy with folks who value religion and Christianity and the sanctity of the Bible and its teachings, you know, got, got a lot of people feeling pretty upset. Now the cathedral of hope is one of the, is one of those liberal Christian churches, right? Uh, tied to the United church of Christ, the UCC, which is all about pushing progressive social values. And during this eyebrow raising service, they blessed these sisters of perpetual indulgence. And get this, they even recited the Pledge of Allegiance to the Satanic group. Now, here's what the church's defense was. Well, they're saying that it's all about promoting values that lead to healthy families and meaningful connections and strong communities. Yeah, but here's, here's the kicker. They're blessing drag queens and openly supporting LGBTQ lifestyles. Now, look. What you do behind your own bedroom is what you do behind your own bedroom. Don't drag me into it and don't push that crap down my kid's throat and just stop putting it in people's faces. Nobody cares. Okay. Just like you don't care to see straight people's PDA. Nobody wants to see your crap either. Again, I'm not going to discriminate if that's the lifestyle you want to have. If somebody gets in your face and tries to assault you physically, I will be the first to defend you. But don't expect me at your wedding or to be there to support you when you get a gender flipping surgery. Absolutely not. But what they're doing is there's, this church is supporting LGBTQ plus LMNOP lifestyles that don't even exactly jive with biblical teachings. See, see. This right here, what this church is doing, it's setting setting a very slippery slope, in my opinion. And, and, and what, what is it? So today it's drag queens. What's it going to be tomorrow? Pedophiles? Hmm? Ritualistic, satanic, you know, sacrifices of children at the altar in public purview? I mean, what what is it going to be tomorrow? Hmm? I mean, this could mean other practices that fly in the face of what the Bible teaches. <clears throat> Excuse me what the Bible teaches. See, it's muddying the waters of what's morally acceptable within the church. Now, around 40 protesters gathered outside of the Cathedral of Hope to make their voices heard against their services honoring the anti-Catholic you know, Catholic sisters of perpetual indulgence, and some were even telling people to put down their sex toys and pick up their Bibles. Yeah, yeah I couldn't have said, said it myself, you know, and so others were expressing their disappointment at how the uh, you know sacred uh, Catholic traditions were being mocked, which look, here's the thing. I really don't, can't stand religions in general, Catholic, it don't matter, Methodist, Catholic, Protestant, Meth uh, Mormon, it don't matter, okay? Religions are all divisive, you know, groups, okay? They're all, they're all meant to divide people, okay? I'm about just following Jesus Christ and honoring my one and only God, Father in heaven, that's it. I don't care to follow a denomination, which is a divisive mechanism, 
I'm not going to play the whole video, but yeah, listen, listen, <laughs> listen to this, guys. Hold on. Let me find it. Let me find it. Where is it at? Where is it at? Where is it at? Here it is. I'm not going to play the whole thing, but this is pretty, this is pretty twisted. Yeah, no, we're, we're just going to stop it there because I can't let that satanic crap play very much long, you know, that, that long on this platform. But, you know, they, they're basically saying that we stand for justice and proclaim love and defend the rights of everybody, no matter how they dress or who they love and blah, 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 blah. Look, yes, God does love everyone. But what he does not love, what he absolutely hates is um, debauchery uh, um, actions, okay? He does not want you dressing like the opposite sex. He does not want you engaging in lewd acts uh, with, the, with the same sex, excuse me, with the same sex, okay? This is not what God wants, okay? God will love his people and because of a thing called free will, he hopes that people use that free will to come turn to him and 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 seek repentance for, listen, and I'm not saying that the, the, the LGB, let me be very clear, because I could already hear the hate mail coming in. You've got hate mail. Um, I'll just say this. I'm not saying that this group of people are the biggest sinners in the world, okay? I'm not. But what I am saying, because here's the thing, back in my DJing days, when, you know, I was a, young promiscuous you know young man myself who drank a lot and and smoked a lot of wheat look did was i living a sinful life you betcha does it make it any more less or more than what they're doing i would say in the eyes of god probably not sin is sin okay but with free will i decided to turn to god and kill the old self let the old self die i should say right and to allow christ to be in my heart and to be reborn and to be renewed. And listen, every day is a struggle, obviously, because it's, you know, it's a very tough world we live in. But I do my absolute best to walk as close as I possibly can in alignment with Christ. And trust me, it's not easy. And yes, Rietta said it best. God will not be mocked. And that's what they're doing in this church. That's exactly what they're doing in this church. All right. Now, the next thing I was reading today, I tell you again, where's the breaking point, folks? So Okay, Tim Ballard, okay, the guy who made the, the Sound of Freedom, right? Uh, he's obviously hailed and known as a hero uh, in the fight against child trafficking, okay, through his organization, Sound of Freedom and Operation Underground Railroad. Now, he has faced allegations of sexual misconduct leading to his resignation from Operation Underground Railroad in June of 2023. Really? It goes on to saying that Ballard had previously testified before a congressional committee about the connection between open border policies and child trafficking. Now, according to reports, at least seven women have accused Ballard of sexual misconduct. And one of the Operation Underground Railroad employees who had participated in an undercover operation with Ballard filed a sexual harassment complaint against him. And an internal investigation subsequently revealed a pattern of disturbing behavior where Ballard allegedly groomed and manipulated multiple women over several years with the intention of coercing them into sexual acts under the pretext of shared missions to save children. I'm sorry. That's just absolutely freaking sick and perverse right there. I mean, you got one job that should be in the eyes of God and which should be the most honorable job. And that is to save the children. And you are using the mission for your own sexual perversion and to try to you know get a piece of side you know what while you're on these missions really the church of jesus christ latter-day saints also known as the lds church has publicly condemned ballard's actions which i would probably be very you know careful if i were them too because not all churches are clean either uh, vice news reported that sources with knowledge of the situation claim that Ballard invited women on overseas missions, referring to them as his wife. Hmm. And allegedly manipulating them into sharing intimate moments, asserting that it was necessary for their undercover work. 
And Ballard is also accused of sending explicit photos and making inappropriate advances and the total number of women involved may be higher than even seven. As this count only includes employees, not contractors or volunteers. And Tim Ballard has hinted at a potential run for Mitt Romney's Senate seat in Utah following Romney's announcement of retirement. Despite the accusations, Ballard has taken to social media to claim that he is the target of false allegations. Now, look, these are obviously all alleged and they're allegations, right? Okay, we don't know. Okay, these are just an article of what seven women have come out to saying. Now, for all we know, these seven women could have also been paid off because of the movie Sound of Freedom came out, right? Exposing what is going on with the child trafficking. We don't know. Again, you're innocent until proven guilty. That is how that works. You're not guilty until you can prove yourself innocent. That is not how justice works in this nation. They went after Trump. Yeah, exactly. You beat me right to it. You beat me right to it, Rietta. There were a lot of people trying to go after Trump the same exact way. Exactly. Now, again, whether if it's him really doing these things and they're true or they're not true. And these seven women, are, again, are, you know, they took a bribe and a payoff and they're trying to take down somebody who is trying to expose child trafficking. Either way, no matter what. One group or the other is literally working for Satan. Okay. Now we'll see how this shakes out and we'll pay attention to the story, but something to pay attention to. I just find it very, very, very compelling to kind of, you know, look at. Um, now here's, here's something a little interesting. Um, so apparently the U S Marine Corps has issued a two day stand down order for all aviation units uh, following the mysterious uh, disappearance of an F-35 fighter jet due to a, quote, mishap. Uh, General Eric Smith, the highest ranking officer in the Marine Corps, called for this action after the F-35 went missing without a trace. Uh, I was reading this article from the Gateway Pundit. Uh, it went on to saying that the incident involving the F-35B Lightning II uh, jet occurred when the pilot faced a mishap during flight, but managed to eject safely from the aircraft. Now, fortunately, the pilot did not sustain life-threatening injuries and used a parachute to land in a residential neighborhood in South Carolina. Boy, how would you like to be in your backyard barbecue and you see this uh, Marine pilot just land in your backyard? Um, but it is currently believed that the missing aircraft is still on autopilot. Oops. Uh, you'd imagine that thing would probably run out of fuel by now. Um, but however, as of now, the Pentagon has no new information regarding its whereabouts, which that's a little surprising to me. You figure they have a, I mean, I don't know. I don't know jets very well. Uh, you just, I don't, it's hard for me to fathom that they would lose a jet that's still flying in the sky. <laughs> I, that's just me. I don't know. Um, so I guess in response to this incident, uh, the Marine Corps commanding uh, uh, Eric Smith ordered a two day stand down for, again for all aviation units until they can find the jet. So um yeah rietta was saying monkey works would know where it's at <laughs> uh yeah and oscar is saying right here swamp folks are probably parting it out by now yeah you're probably right okay now this one goes to got it in my barn <laughs> destry's like i got it in my barn Oh, yeah. he's going to get a he's going to get a knock at his door by a bunch of guys in green suits. <laughs> all right. Now, this one goes to all the parents out there. <clears throat> Paw Patrol. You guys are familiar with Paw Patrol. It's a kid's show. Uh, Paw Patrol Snacks faced a recall after concerned parents reported that the packaging led their kids to a porn website. Uh, the grocer Lytle, I think is how you pronounce it, decided to remove these snacks from their shelves due to the complaints. Uh, the product. Um, <laughs> Industry. He says, I paid for it, so touche. Um, but the products involved in the recall include Paw Patrol All Butter Mini Biscotti Biscuits, uh, Paw Patrol Chocolate Chip Mini Biscotti Biscuits, Paw Patrol Yummy Bake Bars, Raspberry Flavor, uh, and Paw Patrol Yummy Bake Bars Apple Flavor. Uh, surprisingly, the package, the packaging meant for children, was featured a website link that directed users to an inappropriate content. Now, according to UPI, Lytle issued a recall uh, notice explaining that the URL of, on the packaging had been compromised and now led to unsuitable content for children. Now, the notice advised customers not to visit the URL and to return the product to the nearest store for a full refund. Wow. 
You know, you just don't think when you get snacks for your kids that there's going to be a website on there that's going to lead to uh, pornographic images. I mean, again, where's the breaking point? What, like, where have where have we gone as a nation? What, what, like, how'd that even happen? All right. Now, here's something. You want to talk about a dramatic meltdown? I mean... Gosh almighty, talk about freaking entitlements. Now this one, I'm going to read, I'm going to read part of this article, uh, this video I'm going to play next. It has some F-bombs and a B-bomb in it. So if you have children, I'm giving you about a minute advance notice. Um, and I'll let you know when I start playing the video. Unfortunately, uh, there's a lot of, I'm going to try to bleep out as much as I can. Uh, but there's a lot because this, you know, that's what happens when you have really over entitled Instagram famous people who uh, get kicked off of a, a American airline plane. But a viral video captured the dramatic meltdown of a self-proclaimed designer, quote unquote, uh, and an Instagram influencer. Her name is, is she's a 35 year old Morgan Osmond uh, on an American Airlines flight to Miami. The incident led to her being kicked off the plane. That's right. You know what I would say to that? Bye, Felicia. The incident unfolded when Osman engaged in a heated argument with a fellow passenger. Now, in the video, which I'm going to play the audio of, she can be seen shouting at the passenger while retrieving her luggage from the overhead compartment. And when someone tells her to be quiet, Osman responds with profanity, saying, no, you shut the F up. You shut the F up, and you're a B.I. you know what. As she walks down the aisle, Osman notices a female passenger recording her temper tantrum on on her phone and in a, de a defiant tone she declares film me i'm instagram famous you effing bum and prompting laughter from other passengers this incident gained attention on social media drawing comparisons to a previous incident involving tiffany gomez which was extensively reported by the gateway pundit and the earlier incident also led to passengers being removed from the plane yeah oh my gosh i tell you what the the gall of people these days i i just can't i don't know what i would do if i saw this but again um f-bomb um f-bomb alert okay if you have children I'm going to do my best to bleep it out because even for adults who don't like this language, I will do my best. Okay. Um, but there is a lot. So if this even offends you, just uh, turn it down for about mm, 30 seconds starting uh, now. Call me a bitch again. <laughs> Call me a bitch again. Yeah, you, I did nothing wrong. I said shut up. No, you shut the up. You shut Goodbye. Goodbye. You shut the f me. I'm Instagram famous. You fucking famous. Shut the f up. Wow. Wow. I don't even have words for that, guys. I don't even have words for that. What do you call that? Uh, what is that? Just entitlement? What is that? Shut the f up, you effing bum! I'm I'm Instagram famous, really. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, again, where is the breaking point, folks? Now here's another disturbing story that I just cannot get over. <sighs> now, in a disturbing incident, a cashier at a gas station in Normandy Park, Washington. Uh, was violently beaten during a robbery by six young male suspects. Now, the attack occurred at the, and boy, what a, what an oxymoron of a title for a store this is, but it occurred at the friendly Normandy market where surveillance video captured the brutal assault. Now, during the robbery, one of the suspects repeatedly punched the cashier, identified as Leah Johnston. Um, in the head and neck, and then followed by kneeing her in the stomach while the other five men ransacked the store. Uh, despite Johnston's plea for them to stop, the attack continued unabated. Here's what the suspects uh, made off with. They made off with $100 in cash. Really? Along with candy and merchandise from the cigarette case. After they assaulted her, they fled in stolen cars, which was a Kia and a Hyundai. Whoa, big rollers there. I, know, I tell you what, talk about Grand Theft Auto. Nothing like getting using a Kia and a Hyundai. 
probably a Genesis or something, you know, for their getaway car, both stolen. It's like, if you're going to steal something, steal something cool, at least, you know, but both of which were subsequently recovered. But however, the suspects remain at large. Now, Johnston, who is the victim in this, she expressed her shock at the, you know, the audacity of the young men who were, who wore black clothing and mastering the robbery. Sounds like Antifa thug, you know, soy boys to me, because, you know, it takes, did you know that guys, it takes like 10 soy boys to match the uh, strength of, of one average uh, male who does not work out at the gym. Yeah. But she had sensed trouble when they entered the store but was unprepared for the violent attack naturally because you don't expect six men to just beat the hell out of you and steal you know 208 dollars worth of crap she's fortunately recovering from her injuries and despite the ordeal remains determined to return to work good for her wow what a brave woman what a brave woman the incident reflects a concerning trend of increasing violence, as Johnston noted. Kids don't seem to fear anything anymore. There's like no repercussions. This was a quote from her. There's like no repercussions for them the way uh, the way they are used to be. That's right. Normandy Park, a small city south of Seattle, had reported two robberies in 2022, according to an annual crime report. And in response to the incident, the store's owner plans to implement additional safety measures, including increasing staff during the night shift. Well, no kidding. That would probably be a good idea, especially for that area. Yeah. Destry is just putting right here, us iron workers walk on soy boys. That's it? You just walk on them? I thought you guys would like run on them like a treadmill i mean this 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 crap <laughs> liz Nella says uh, my daughter walks on soy too <laughs> soy boys too <laughs> i love it i'm serious oh now that's just animal abuse destry he said bear bait i don't think bears eat crappy soy boys um you gotta have real meat for bears real meat for bears they're they don't even have meat on them it's just Skin and bone and in, in, in black hoodies. That's it. But I'm serious. You know, this is, she's absolutely right, this woman. There's no repercussions for them anymore like there used to be. Not a good ass whooping by mom and dad like it did back in the day. See, these kids are so emboldened. Again, just like that entitled, you know, hag on the airplane that get kicked off. See, back in the day, People like this used to get the kicked out of them. And quite frankly, they still need to get the out of them. I'm not even kidding. When I say it takes like 10 soy boys to match the strength of one man, I'm probably not exaggerating. I'm getting a weird emoji face from my wife, but you know, I'm serious. This I'm, I'm not even kidding. Okay. And when I did the beep, I didn't really say the bad word FYI. It's just more for effect, but I'm, I'm not even kidding. These, these, these degenerates get so emboldened and more needs to take place as far as putting them in their place. All right, let's get into the reading Job chapter four. All right. Talking about, um, um, well, let's just get into the reading, starting with verse one. Okay. Uh, then Eliphaz, the Temanite answered, if one ventures a word with you, will you become impatient? But who can refrain from speaking? Behold, you have admonished many and you have strengthened weak hands. Your words have helped the tottering to stand and you have strengthened feeble knees, but now it has come to you and you are impatient. It touches you and you are dismayed. Is not your fear of God, your confidence, and the integrity of your ways, your hope? Remember now, whoever perished being innocent, or where were the upright destroyed? According to what I have seen, those who plow iniquity and those who sow trouble harvest it. By the breath of God, they perish, and by the blast of his anger, they come to an end. Now the roaring of the lion and the voice of the fierce lion and the teeth of the young lions are broken. The lion perishes for lack of prey, and the whelps of the lioness are scattered. Now, a word was brought to me stealthily, and my ear received a whisper of it. 
amid disquieting thoughts from the visions of the night, when deep sleep falls on men, dread came upon me and trembling and made all my bones shake. Then a spirit passed by my face. The hair of my flesh bristled up. It stood still, but I could not discern its appearance. A form was before my eyes. There was silence. Then I heard a voice. Can mankind be just before God? Can a man be pure before his maker? He puts no trust even in his servants, and against his angels he charges error. How much more those who dwell in houses of clay, whose foundation is in the dust, who are crushed before the moth. Between morning and evening they are broken in pieces, unobserved, they perish forever. It is not their tent cord plucked up within them. They die yet without wisdom. And that is the reading of Job chapter 4. Now, in these verses, we witness Eliphaz, which is a friend of Job's. Um, He's trying to attempt to make sense of Job's suffering. And he begins by reminding him of his past actions uh, in offering counsel and strengthening those in need. Now, Eliphaz is puzzled by Job's current impatience and dismay in the face of his suffering. Now, he questions Job's fear of God and the integrity of his way, suggesting that such qualities should have protected him from harm, right? But Eliphaz goes on to make a significant assertion by saying, and I quote, Remember now, whoever perished being innocent, or where were the upright destroyed? End quote. See, this statement cuts to the heart of a profound theological and philosophical question. See, Eliphaz seems to suggest that suffering is a consequence of wrongdoing, basically a divine punishment, right? However, as we ponder these words a little further, it's essential to remember that the book of Job is a complex exploration of human suffering and the nature of how God works. See, Job's innocence is a central theme in all of this, and his suffering raises deep questions about the nature of justice and the fairness of God's actions. Now, the whispering spirit that Eliphaz describes serves as a reminder of the mystery and all surrounding our relationship with God. See, it's questions whether it questions whether humanity can ever truly be just before the presence of God, emphasizing the frailty of our existence and our vulnerability to the whims of fate. Now, the passage vividly illustrates the transience of human life, comparing it to the fragile dwelling made of clay and and dust. And it speaks of the inevitability of our mortality, in that the idea of even in our seeming strength, that we are ultimately at the mercy of forces beyond our control. That's right. Now, what can we learn from this passage? See, it challenges us to grapple with the enigma of suffering. I mean, because nobody really likes suffering. I know I don't. It challenges us to grapple uh, with how to confront our own vulnerabilities, right? And to recognize the limitations of human wisdom. It calls us to humility and empathy, urging us to be mindful of the suffering of others, for we are all like Job in some form or fashion, right? Vulnerable houses of clay subject to the uncertainties of life. Now, in the end, the book of Job reminds us, and we're going to get to that here in a couple of weeks, but the book of Job ultimately reminds us that the answers to life's deepest questions may remain elusive, but it encourages us to seek understanding compassion, and faith in the face of adversity. It teaches us to approach the mysteries of suffering with reverence and recognizing that the human spirit can endure even in the midst of life's harshest trials. I tell you, the book of Job is a very compelling book. Uh, I I wouldn't say it's one of my favorites, but it's one of my favorites to read, I think. I wouldn't say it's one of my favorites to always go back to, but it, it does teach really valuable lessons. So, again, like I said, I didn't really have much for you today, but here's something else that I also wanted to play uh, before we close out in prayer. Um, A couple things, actually. So, again, in other news, there was a bombshell ruling by the Fifth Circuit Court, and yes, I know it's de facto, but again, it just happened recently. And again, it's just another red pill 
for the American public who is not awake, in my humble estimation. Uh, this was on Fox News. Um, give this a listen to. Again, just another demonstration for the uh, normies out there on what actually occurred since the inception of the scamdemic in 2020. News alert, a bombshell ruling by the Fifth Circuit Court finding the Biden White House and the FBI and the CDC violated the First Amendment rights of millions of Americans by bullying tech companies into censoring free speech during the pandemic. According to that ruling, the White House, quote, coerced the platforms by way of intimidating messages and threats of adverse consequences. So in other words, the Biden administration forced social media companies to remove our posts that were critical of the Biden administration or made the Biden White House look bad. This ruling could have a major impact on the 2024 election if Democrats lose control of the narrative. The White House says it's evaluating its options. Evaluating its options? Shut up. No, but again, is this something that people need to hear? Okay, because for so long we were told, oh, social media is not censoring us. They, they're not censoring us. They're, they're trying to filter out disinformation. Well, guess what? Turns out all that disinformation ended up being truthful facts now, wasn't it? See, people are going to wake up one way or another. Again, where's the tipping point? Where's the breaking point? Or as Dave on X-22 says, where's, when, when are people going to be pushed over the precipice, right? That precipice has to be near. See, mostly everything that we just reviewed today, okay, uh, with the exception of the, you know, the missing uh, fighter jet that's somewhere up in the sky flying around. Um, but just about, not all things, but just about everything that we've, we reviewed today are dark and evil tactics by Satan and his legion of scumbag demons. See, this is what they strive to do, ladies and gentlemen. They strive to divide this nation. Their end goal is to kill the nuclear family and to eliminate the father figure and the masculinity of men all around. Okay, this is why you get six little soy boys that beat the heck out of a woman, a poor defenseless woman who's just trying to earn a living at a gas station, only to steal $250 worth of garbage. I'd like to personally say I hope they rot in hell, but honestly, I know I need to say we need to pray for these young men that they turn to God and seek repentance for what they did. See, evil scumbags like this want to debase a nation, right? So it can be easier to take over this nation. You take away the father figure, you destroy the family. You destroy the family, and you create a dependency on big brother government, then it's easier to implement socialism and communism. It's easier to take over a nation and to enslave and oppress the people of that nation. This is why, ladies and gentlemen, why we need to reassemble our states. I've played this once already on a previous show. I'm going to play it again. It's kind of a modern version of If I Were the Devil. About three minutes long. Give it a listen to. I would take notes if I were you because this is exactly what they're doing. If I was the devil, my first victim would be the kids. From the moment they left their mother's precious wombs and were born, I would condition them to see racial division as a norm. And I wouldn't stop till I've stripped their innocence divide and conquer. It's the oldest trick in the book of Genesis. And see, as they grew up, I would, I would continue my infiltration. For 12 years, I would steal their hearts and minds from them and call it education. If I was the devil, my next victim would be women. I'd make old, out-of-touch men control women's bodies and rights. What better way to curse God than to disrespect the very bringers of life? Speaking of God, if I was the devil when it comes to religion, I put my plan together perfectly. I'd allow you to worship Jesus every Sunday. And on the other six days, I'd make you worship me. In the form of money, fame, lust, and greed to my religion, I wouldn't need to convert you. I'd turn the 10 commandments to the 10 suggestions and make virtue signaling more important than virtue. I'd give you just enough religion to hate each other, but not enough to love each other. And for my final evil strategy, I'd make you forget the whole purpose of religion 
was spirituality. If I was the devil, I, I wouldn't come dressed in a red cape and pointy horns. I'd drive a Lambo, have a pretty face and a Gucci belt on. Basically, I'd take the form of everything you ever wished for and watch you create your own hell. I don't need to torch the earth. And as far as politicians go, I'd change nothing. They're already doing my dirty work. If I was the devil low key, I'd be behind the scenes. You wouldn't have to see me. I would normalize dysfunction and call it reality TV. And in this reality, I would attack your self-worth, making it hard to heal from. I'd show you images of fake bodies and make them more attractive than real ones. If I was the devil, I'd make you pray to technology and idolize those who created. I'd make clout the number one drug and steal millions of lost souls as they chased it. Now, if I was the devil, I, I wouldn't do it all at once. I'd take my time instead. I'd eat away at your morals little by little, exactly how cancer spreads. Speaking of cancer, if I was the devil, I'd feed you tasty food that makes you ill. Then I'd turn your doctors into drug dealers, selling you pills that keep you coming back instead of truly heal. Yeah, if I was Lucifer, then I'd know life and death are in the tongue. So I'd make your knife and fork your executioner. So you can't achieve higher consciousness if your body is sick. You won't opt for positive information if you have inflammation. If I was Satan, my cleverness would be admired. Why do you think the word inflammation literally means to set on fire? If I was the devil, I'd show you how to really flex. I would release pandemics on the world to give people the chance to really care for each other and then sit back and laugh as they exploited and became scared of each other. Basically, if I was the devil, I'd keep doing what I'm doing. God is my witness. I already control your systems. Don't try to fight against this. Because for my last trick, I would make smart people like you doubt whether I ever existed. Wow. Wow. That one I plan on keeping on uh, the back burner here to give a reminder. Nope, sorry about that. Hit the wrong button. But as a reminder going forward on future shows, I won't overplay it, but um, it is one that I'm going to definitely keep in the top five list to reflect on. Because that guy who did that video, I tell you what, he did a brilliant job. He did a brilliant job. Again, yeah, Angie was saying, reminds me if I were the devil. Yeah, by uh, Paul Harvey. That was exactly what it was supposed to be a kind of a rendition of, but more for modern times. And maybe one of these days I'll play that as well, because that is also something else that we need to reflect on. Because everything Paul Harvey said back in his day, we're seeing happen occur today. See. This guy had it easy because he was able to say everything after it happened. Paul Harvey literally was a visionary and was able to see these things before they even happened to, to a lot of, uh, you know, in some large form. Now, some things he was able to see, but he really predicted, in a sense, of what would happen if the devil, if he were the devil. Uh, Destry goes on to saying, yes, he exists. And under my boot, when he visits, his minions never win over me. And Angie was saying, yeah, like George Orwell. That's right. Exactly like George Orwell. He was also another visionary that knew exactly what they were trying to do. The last video I want to play before we end this in prayer, and it looks like I'll be just right at an hour. Man, that's perfect. I'm trying to do better with my timing. I got to stay under an hour on the live broadcast. Um, I, again, my, my, one of my favorite guys I like to listen to Bedros Koulian on, uh, what a father is, right? And this is exactly what they want to destroy. Let's give this an, uh, a quick listen to. A father has many great roles, especially a present father has many great roles. A present father's job is to teach you courage, to teach you strength, honor, mastery, and skills, to teach you chivalry, to teach you right and wrong, a code, a core values. And while I'm not taking anything away from the moms, there are just certain things that a man can teach a young boy. That's just it. It is factory installed for a young boy to want to learn certain things from a man. And a man will teach that young boy in a way that only men can. That's right. And I tell you what, this is exactly what they're trying to do away with. This is exactly why they're trying to get rid of fathers in the home. This is why they're trying to 
you know, deem toxic or masculinity as toxic masculinity because they know that when good men who are good fathers raise young boys into young men who in turn become even probably better fathers, you get a nation in multiple generations that end up growing into a nation that won't take any, and I'm going to say a bad word here, won't take any shit. Yes, I know. I said a bad word. My apologies, but I'm, I'm not even kidding here. They know that when you have generation after generation after generation after generation of good men raising up other good men, you can't take over a nation when you have a bunch of real men behind the door of every nuclear family home. They know that you can't take down a nation when not only when you have real men behind the door of every home, but when the majority of those men are hunters. They're tough men who are welders. They're steel workers. They're, 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 they're truck drivers. They're, you know, they're fighters on, on multiple levels. They're gun owners. They're rugged. Soy boy politicians and, and, you know, corrupt CEO type, you know, office nerds can't stand up to people like that because believe me, it's not just the brawn that takes over. You piss enough men off. Trust me, we'll figure it out. We'll figure a way to get your, your asses out. Destry was just saying, my daughter remarked last night that I raised her to who she is and I am proud of her. And like Oscar was saying too, yes, I don't want to forget that. Real men are mechanics and farmers. That's right. And listen, I'm not taking away from anybody who is a, an accountant or a, uh, a manager of sorts, right? I'm not taking away from white collar, but let's just face it. Most brawn, you know, salt of the earth men do blue collar work and they do it with a smile on their face, with the love of their family on their mind and hopefully Jesus Christ in their heart. See, they want to destroy that because they know when that's destroyed, it's easier to take over a nation. All right, let's pray. <sighs> tell you, that was a lot. That was a lot. Heavenly Father, in times of uncertainty and doubt, we, we humbly come before you and we seek your guidance and presence. Uh, we recognize that life's journey can be filled with twists and turns and often leaving us feeling lost and, and, and ridden with anxiety. Yet we know that with your love and guidance, we know that we can find our way. And we ask you, Lord, to be with us always, not just in moments of clarity, but also in the midst of confusion during the fog of war. We ask that you help us navigate through these storms of life with the unwavering faith that your light will pierce through the darkest clouds and through the fog. And we ask that you remind us that no matter how turbulent the seas may become, your hand is there to steady our course and we will find that safe harbor. In those moments when fear and uncertainty threaten to overwhelm us, we ask that you grant us the strength to lean on your promises. May your presence be constant, a constant reassurance that we are never alone and that your love surrounds us and that you are working all things together for our good, even when we are in the middle of a trial. And speaking of trials, when we do face those trials in, of this world, we ask that you grant us the serenity to trust in your divine plan, even when we can't see the way ahead. We ask that you teach us to find solace in the knowledge that you are the ultimate source of our security and our peace, and you are the rock of our foundation. Lord, we acknowledge, and the we acknowledge that the challenges will come. We know that. There's no escaping challenges and trials. We know that. But with you by our side, we will be just fine. I know this deep in my heart. And your love is always our anchor. And your wisdom is our guide. And, and, and Rietta adds to the prayer, Lord, please continue to show us the truth and the lies. Lord, we need your wisdom and discernment. We know the enemy is roaming the earth, looking for whom he can destroy. Help us to see the fiery darts, to resist the enemy so that he flees from us. 
Lord, we know no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Help us to continue in faith and boldness as lions. We must pray and speak about righteousness in the world. And please protect the children from the evil that has and will be done against them. Yes, Uh, we pray all these things in your holy son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen, ladies and gentlemen. Ah, I tell you, that was a packed show. Uh, Destry says, bet Jason comes home smelling like 87 octane. Actually, no, you would be surprised because our, our loading racks smell like diesel. See, gas evaporates pretty quickly. But believe it or not, my clothes typically smell more like diesel typically than than uh, 87 octane, actually. But uh, either way, I smell gassy. All right, ladies and gentlemen, remember, <clears throat> no matter what the enemy brings your way, right? No matter what the enemy tries to do, no matter how many times the enemy pushes you down, you got to get back up, okay? Enemy's not keeping us down. The enemy cannot win because we are God's people. And to answer Destry's question, that would be number two, Diesel. Not number one, number two. That's right. If you're in the gas industry, people, you would know what that means. But ladies and gentlemen, I hope you all have a great day or night wherever you're at in the world. And we will see you back here tomorrow. God bless. ladies and gentlemen remember ladies and gentlemen we are firm we are steadfast and we are uncompromising the enemy has crossed that line for the last time it is up to people like you and I to hold that line they've crossed the line way too many times and it is time for us to stand up this republic and get after it we gotta do this for God. We gotta do this for our families. We gotta do this for America, for the voiceless. It's time to get after, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining the show.
Don't forget to check out the website, www.hisheartline.com. And if you want to know more about how to get involved with your assembly, go to www.national-assembly.net. That's www.national-assembly.net. It's time to get active, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go. Joining us here at His Heart Line. We'll see you back here next time.